Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I am your host, Rick Lee James, and this is a very cool episode that we have today featuring an old friend, Michael Logan. Michael is a fantastic singer-songwriter, one of my very favorites. In fact, he's one of those go-to guys that when I just need a, a song for a certain mood, I usually look up Michael Logan and find his music, whether it be on iTunes or just grab a CD and put it in the car. So not only has he been a friend over the years, he's one of my favorite artists, so I'm certainly excited to have Michael on the show. He's a, a really incredibly nice guy, and that's just aside from him being one of the best musicians I've ever had uh, the chance to listen to or play with, and, and uh, there's some really cool things happening uh, with him. You've probably heard his music in various different places on television and commercials and TV shows, and uh, you name it, there's uh, different places where his songs have been written, including with artists like Kelly Clarkson, uh, Johnny Lang. Uh, you, you just you're going to be in for a treat today. We had a great conversation a few minutes ago. Just before we get into the conversation, and I get to play some music from Michael Logan for you. I want to just make a couple quick announcements. Uh, in October, I'm going to be, the, the first week of October, I will be in Kansas City uh, for the National Worship Leaders Convention. Worship Leader Magazine has been kind enough to invite me to be a part of that, so I'm going to be going up there for a couple days and being a part of the National Worship Leaders Convention. If I have any podcast listeners who are going to be there, I hope that you will come up and say hello. I would love to hang out with you a little bit and just see what God's doing in your life, and uh, let me know if uh, you've been enjoying the podcast I'd love to hear from you I'd also love to hear what you have been thinking of my new album Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations I've been getting a lot of great feedback from that and in fact uh, starting in October actually September and October uh, because Worship Leader Magazine releases uh, their magazine for two months when they release it uh, the September-October issue is going to be featuring one of my songs Christ is Lord, Christ Before Me on the Worship Leader magazine song Discovery. So you'll be able to, if you subscribe to that magazine, get the song Discovery disc, and you can use that disc to either print off a lead sheet to use in your church, or you can just go to the song uh, songdiscovery.com website, is my understanding. You'll be able to do that. Uh, also, at the uh, the final weekend, a, Friday, a Saturday, Sunday in October, actually it's the first weekend in October, I misspoke, uh, I'm going to be in Chicago for three different concerts there, and so if you're in the Chicago area and want to come and be a part, be watching my website at rickleejames.com, and you can find the link there for upcoming upcoming calendar dates. Uh, that's it for now. I can't think of anything else. No, I do have one more thing. Uh, second week of October, we're going to be welcoming world-renowned theologian and author Walter Brueggemann back on the Voices in My Head podcast. I'll be joining him again on location in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we're going to be talking some about uh, a new commentary that he has coming out. 
and hopefully we can talk a little bit more about prophetic imagination with him. But it's going to be a great time with Walter Brueggemann. So if you have any questions for Walter, you can send them by email to me, rick at rickleyjames.com, or you can just send it in a tweet at rickleyjames. All right, well, that's enough talking from me at the front of the show. Uh, It's a pleasure to get to talk with Michael Logan today and to share some music with you from his new album, New Medicine. This is the second song on that album called Ready or Not, and I I think you're really going to enjoy it. After the song will be our conversation. Well, 
my guest today on Voices in My Head is an old friend from college, Michael Logan. Now, just because he's an old friend from college doesn't mean he's just an old college friend. He's an amazing musician. You've been listening to his music. Maybe you haven't even known it, but on shows like Suits and Parenthood or Nashville, maybe you were watching the opening ceremony to the Olympics when a Folgers Coffee commercial came on and you heard a song called Couldn't Ask for a Better Friend. Uh, maybe you've been listening to Kelly Clarkson or Johnny Lang and been hearing music that you liked and wondered, hey, who been who's been writing these songs? Well, there's a good chance that Michael Logan is one of the writers that has been putting out that music for these artists, and it's really great to have Michael here on the show today. So, Michael Logan, welcome to Voices in My Head. Thank you, sir. It's, it's good to be talking to you. Man, I've been trying to make this happen for a little while now, and you have been quite busy because you are kind of taking the music world by storm and uh, and all the songwriting stuff that you are doing, and I'm so excited for you. I've been kind of watching from a distance through uh, online and TV shows and, and uh, videos that you put out, and just, you know, actually your, your Facebook feeds are quite entertaining with all the funny comments that you make from time to time, uh, but it it's been wonderful to, to kind of watch your journey along the way and, and see where you've been going with songwriting. But before we get too far into the songs, I have to say congratulations because you're also a new father. I am. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I am, man. Well, thank you. That's the big one right there. That just changes everything. As a as a fairly new father myself, it's been about three years now. But but man, it just uh, changes your world for the better. And it's a, but it's a whole new way of of looking at life for sure. It is, man. He's six months old now. So yeah, we're we're uh, we're just uh, just getting started, but man. <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, I'm really happy for you on that end as well. I was trying to think back of when the last time I know I've I've talked to you from time to time, but I, the last time that we probably actually saw each other face to face, I I brought you out for a concert here in Springfield, Ohio. It was on New Year's Eve, and it was called the the Pickin' Party. It was sort of a release party for an album that I was doing, and I brought in several other artists and friends. And you came in that night and just blew everybody away. You did an incredible incredible job and it was so much fun. Uh, I got to meet your wife that night, I think for the first time, but that's been a few years ago and uh, it's just been neat to watch your journey. So what's been happening uh, in your life uh, lately, you know, since then, because we've been hearing all kinds of things. I, I want to hear about the uh, how this Folgers commercial came about with the song Couldn't Ask for a Better Friend, first of all. Let's, let's dive right into that. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Well, man, uh, you know, as you know, as an artist and a writer, um, you never know. One of the beautiful things about music, and uh, of course, challenging as well, is that you just never know what's going to happen. You, 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 uh, you know, you might sit in a room by yourself for five hours and write a song um, from your own experience or your own heart, kind of a thing, and you just never, you never know what's going to happen with it. So that's part of the part of the excitement and the, uh, <laughs> the, the challenge of, of the music world. Sure. And so, um, so yeah, so this one, this one was kind of a surprise, but it, I wrote it with a friend of mine, a guy named Andrew Bissell, who's a brilliant songwriter and artist. And, um, we, you know, we wrote the song kind of trying to capture, it's, it's very rare to hear songs that aren't love songs or, um, 
that aren't somehow related to uh, a love relationship. And, and But there are a few great songs out there that really capture the concept of genuine friendship. Uh, but it's hard to write one that's not really cheesy, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and so but that was our goal, at least, was to write a song that captured that concept. Uh, and so... Um, I, I'm I'm signed to a publisher called Secret Road, and they, uh, I, you know, I've got to give them credit. And and his publisher is called Pure Music, and uh, you know they pitch they you know their job I guess one of them is to kind of take the uh, the music that we create and try to try to find a home for it, um, other than you know the records that we put out or whatever, but. So they, you know, they they actively reach out to uh, TV shows and, and film companies and things like that um, to say, hey, this might work uh, for for that spot. So I knew that that, you know, anytime you write something and turn it in, there's this possibility that it could uh, land in a in a TV show or something like that, which which can be really fun and very rewarding to watch happen. Um, and it's kind of a new work of art at that point. I, I hear the song through new ears, I guess, when it's put to a to a movie, you know, to a picture. Sure. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so, so so we knew that uh, Folgers had kind of put the song on hold, basically, and that mm-hmm. there was a chance that they might use it in a commercial. Um, and so that that chance was out there, but. Uh, you, you just never really know what's going to happen. Sure. And so um, I was actually, I was out in LA at the time and uh, I just had a, a meeting with my publisher and, and was talking to them. I was uh, about an hour after that, I got a Facebook message from my high school principal uh, back in Pennsylvania growing up. Um, and he said, Hey, did I, did I just hear your voice in the Olympic opening ceremonies <laughs> on a Folgers commercial? Uh, that was the first that I knew about it. And so, uh, you know, I, I kind of put two and two together and assumed that they must have uh, decided to use the song. And, and I didn't know, I had no idea it was going to be in the Olympics. Uh, so then they ended up, you know, playing it quite a bit in the Olympics. I didn't get to see it for a couple of days because I was on, I was traveling, but, um, but, you know, people started calling and texting and emailing and stuff. And it was really fun. And I thought they did a great job with the commercial. I, I was happy to see, you know, that it was a very touching, well done story. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, I was watching the news probably two days after uh, the Olympic ceremony, and I had heard that the song had been on there, but I wasn't watching the Olympics when it was on. And you know, we're just doing sort of the morning thing around my house, and I and I hear this familiar voice, and I thought I turned around and looked, and there's that Folgers commercial. And I said to my wife, "said Honey, get in here. Michael Logan's on TV." You know, <laughs> it was it was one of those. Uh, 
you know, it's one of, we were so happy for you, and you know, it was sort of one of those moments. If you've seen the movie That Thing You Do, uh, you know, where they hear their album played for the first time, and everybody's just kind of jumping around, excited. We we were kind of doing that in our house for you that day, just kind of, hey, Michael Logan's on the Polish commercialist. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, it is. It's a it's a good song. And and now let me ask, in case anybody is interested, because I've actually had uh, this morning, I was looking online at Folger's website and I noticed several comments below the video saying who is this artist I really want this song so let me tell listeners today is that song available for people to buy as a as a download or anything like that um yeah it is yep it's on uh, on iTunes okay and it's called couldn't yeah. ask couldn't ask for a better friend so if you have enjoyed that song you need to go to iTunes and and buy it for sure and support Michael but um, well, man, I'm really excited for you on that end, but there have been so many things that I've kind of been watching along through your career and just the different opportunities that have opened up for you. So I'm going to go back just a few years here, back when we were in college, okay? And, uh, sure. and we're going to move forward a bit from there. I remember you for for two reasons, all right? When when I first saw you come onto campus, I was, I think, uh, maybe two years ahead of you at Trebekah University, and I remember hearing you sing for the first time, and I thought, who is this guy? He isn't, you know, just like there was just something about you that was different from the people I was used to hearing sing around campus. And I, I remember thinking, man, what an in incredibly talented person. But the other thing was you had the exact same Taylor 310 Dreadnought guitar that I had. And I had yeah. not run into anybody else that had one of those. So, so my question for you, do you still play that Taylor Dreadnought? Just about every day. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a great. <laughs> so it is, man. It's a great guitar. Uh, I bought that thing uh, with my dad and my brother. We went and bought it um, right before I moved to Nashville, and uh, that thing has been around the world with me and through countless airports and hotel rooms backstages. <laughs> And uh, it just, man, it keeps, yeah, it it improves with age. Yeah. Oh, I love mine. It's in my it's in my basement in sort of my little writing room, and so often songs that I'm writing are are often using that guitar. But I I remember that was cool, and I remember a couple times we got to play together, and I remember once uh, one of my favorite moments. Actually, you were leading worship at a camp for like the North Carolina District Church of the Nazarene for a bunch of teenagers and I was there as a youth pastor and one of my favorite moments with you and I don't even know if you remember this but we just kind of sat on the stage after one of the the services it was toward the end of the week and I think we both had our our Taylor twin guitars there and we just sat <laughs> and jammed for a while and I had so much fun just swapping guitar solos with you and and learning from you so that was one of my my favorite Michael Logan moments for sure but <laughs> I do remember that, man. That was fun. And that was fun. Yeah, that what a what a uh what an incredible season of life, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well then time went by and, and you started doing some really amazing things and uh you you really I mean you could tell the story better than I can and, and I, I I don't wanna like get your entire life story going on, but you, you started making some connections and it seems like if memory serves there was a songwriting contest initially that you had won, and I believe it was maybe for the song "Mystery." Is that was that correct? It was the I think it was "Mystery." Um, um yeah, yeah. There was uh, there, there was something called the London 
singer-songwriter competition, I think it was called. We We Are okay. Listening was the name of the company. We Are Listening, that's right. And so was that yeah. was that sort of your kind of a stepping stone into kind of working in the industry as a writer, as far as someone starting to take notice? Would you say that was sort of the first song that, that kind of, you know, made people's ears perk up a little bit? Um, yeah, I, Mystery was probably one of the first songs, yeah, that, that seemed to connect. Um, I, I think by that point I may have signed like my first publishing deal, which, Mm. uh, was with a company called Combustion Music here in Nashville. All right. And, and yeah, and, and that actually came about through ASCAP, um, which is the American Society of Composers and Publishers, uh, you know, which is a a, kind of a, a union. And I know, you know, this stuff, Rick, Mm -hmm. start throwing around BMI, ASCAP, and all that stuff. And sure. I remember before I knew what it was, being like, what, what are these people talking about? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what's, a, what's a PRO? <laughs> uh, so I always I always try to explain that stuff. But um, but yeah, it's based. It's almost like a union, you know, for songwriters. Not quite, but they they um, helps to collect royalties and that kind of thing. Sure. And so, and that came about through a, a class at Trevecca, actually. Uh, Dan Keene, a guy from ASCAP, came and spoke. Um, and after uh, after I graduated, I was valet parking, uh, of course, <laughs> at, at the Marriott Hotel, and uh, and writing songs, you know, in between shifts. And and uh, I actually even worked in like the little ticket taker booth at mm. the parking garage. Okay. And they uh, they said, I was like, hey, would you guys care if, because, you know, it would kind of go in, in in stages of traffic. And I was like, do you guys care if I bring my guitar in here and write songs when there's nobody coming through? And they were like, no, I don't care. So <laughs> I was a stereotype of, of a Nashville songwriter sitting in a parking garage booth with a guitar writing songs with my little uniform on <laughs> thinking maybe someday I'll, I'll be able to write songs full time. But, um, yeah. but yeah, awesome. man, so that, that, that was the, that was the transition, I guess, um, yeah. ASCAP to, to a publishing bureau. And then that freed me up to, um, to quit valeting and just focus on writing and touring full time. Well, that's, that, that's great. And back then, um, now what year was it when Things I Failed to Mention came out? That was your first album. Yes, man, that was back in 2007. Okay, I, yeah, I know it was a while, and I, I I listened to it all the time when it first came out, and for years I kept thinking, when's the next album going to come out? You know, and <laughs> and, uh, and I kept I kept hearing, you know, your songs on television shows, and I'd see them in different places, and um, which was really a, a very cool thing to see that you were able to do music without having to even, you know, like put out an album every year or something. You were actually being able to get your songs out there and be able to be heard heard on different shows and the songs were such good quality everything I was hearing so it was kind of a neat treat for me while I was waiting on that next album you know to just kind of hear a song here and there that was released a little bit at a time and then this new album which I do want to talk about before we run out of time here together it's also one of my favorites it's called New Medicine and unless I'm mistaken I, I think every track on this album 
it's sort of a, a fast forward and and where you are now and songs that you've used over the years that have been on things like TV shows and commercials or have been in some sort of of a public area but haven't necessarily been released just as you like other um, other like media has actually done it and and put it out and so now this CD has come out and. Uh, it's a really great collection of songs. Maybe maybe some of them that have followed you and gone to concerts find some of these to be like old favorites now. Um, but but there there's some great songs on there. So is that sort of the general synopsis of what this album is? Uh, sorry, is the general synopsis. I missed the question. Forgive oh, me, Rick. I, no, no, that's I, I didn't fine. Understand, I didn't understand the question, I guess. I, I will. You, mean, you mean, is it is it is it songs that have kind of, like, kind of a collection of songs that have already uh, landed on TV shows or that kind of a thing? Right, yeah. I I think at least a lot of them have been, if, if that's my understanding okay. of them, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah, man, there were – what started to happen was I was working on the record uh, – for a while, and um, I was I was also signed with a publisher. And as I would turn in the songs, they had a fantastic uh, film and TV department in uh, in LA. And so I would turn in the songs, and they were so good at their job that they would um, they would get them landed, and you know they would get them placed in a TV show or something like that. And then it was kind of like, all right, well let's release that one because yeah. that's kind of the way you know. So we would release it as a single. Um, and that just that kept happening, which was a, is a wonderful uh, thing to have happened. I was so grateful for it. But it ended up there ended up being I think six, um, six or seven TV placements like mm. uh, Parenthood and One Tree Hill and some really great shows. And, and so it, it was it was a wonderful thing. But it was like, I wonder when I should put this record out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so some of the songs did find their way out into the world before the record was done, but, um, but it was all, you know, good. And, and, uh, and then there, I think there were probably, probably about half of the record had never been uh, released. Um, there was, there was a song on there that had been, you know, recorded by another artist, but, um, but yeah, so, so you're right. About half the record had already yeah. been kind of out there in the world in some way or another. Well, and they're they're really good songs, and I I feel like you've um, I mean I I thought your first album was really good too, but this one I think it shows a lot of maturity even in your writing and even in the way that you write has just um, it's become even more so. And and I have to tell you, I know I I sent you a message a while back, but uh, the song we're gonna play at the end of the show in a few minutes here, Human After All. Um, just a few weeks ago, actually, this summer, um, my my grandma passed away, and we were with the hospital in her for, with her for you know a couple weeks at the end, just kind of as you do, waiting around with her. And I would find myself going out to my car to take a drive around the city, or if I had to drive back to Ohio. And that song, Human After All, it was almost like continuous loop for me. It just it was just such a comfort in those moments. And and I don't even think that's really what the song is about, but it's how it spoke to me at the time. And it really, it really sort of like the on your first album, um, supposed to be beautiful became one that really resonated with me in my heart. Um, this one, human after all, that has been that song for me on this album for sure. Hmm. But, I, I yeah, I remember that that message, and that really meant a lot to me, Rick. Um, 
you know, thank you for letting me know that because it, it, we all have the songs that that resonate at a deep level, and I certainly have those songs, and, and especially at a time of grief or or uh, you know transition, and and so that that really means a lot to me, man. That mm. that that's all I could ask for as a as a songwriter or as an artist that that. Uh, you know that a song could could help. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason the, the name I mean, I, I wanted to name this record "New Medicine" uh, is because of how music can be truly a healing, restoring kind of force. You yeah, know? it can be a very powerful thing. Certainly. Yeah, it's a great title for the album because I I feel like if if people need need a little musical medicine this is one album that they should really check out and go to for sure but uh they they're all great songs Cannonball Embrace is another one that I've really enjoyed a lot but um I just want to encourage anybody listening today if you're uh, unfamiliar with Michael Logan's name like like I said you've probably heard his music here and there because it's almost impossible to escape it at some level if you're engaged with media <laughs> at all but uh, i want to encourage everybody listening to wherever you buy music from go and check out his new album get his old one too but you know his his new music new medicine uh there's not a bad track on it every one of them very good songs and so i'm um, i really appreciated uh it was great to open up the envelope in the mail and get that cd out and put the cd player and uh, cd in my cd player in my car roll down the windows and just take a drive and listen to it so i recommend it to to anyone for sure it's a really good album one last question and i know that that we're short on time here for today but i always like to do a fun cre- question with uh, with artists whenever we have them on the show each week do you have sure. do you have a a a best gig moment and a worst gig moment that you could share with us. Those are always fun <laughs> questions for me to get to hear from artists. <laughs> Man, that is a great question. Um, I would I, the best one of the I guess one of the best moments that comes to mind for me. Um, I got to open for Johnny Lang, who is a dear friend, but I'm I'm also a huge fan of. Mm. Um, and it was a sold-out show at the Ryman in Nashville. And so I got to open for him, and that was just kind of a pivotal, one of those moments where you're just, you can't really believe it's happening, and you're super grateful for it. And, um, you know, my dad got to come down and, uh, from Pennsylvania, and it was that, that was one of, those, one of those nights. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Um, I'm trying to think of a worst moment i know i mean again as 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 uh touring artists we've all had those nights where uh despite your best efforts things just go terribly wrong or the sound is awful or whatever um trying to think of trying to think of one though i guess it's good that that it doesn't immediately (laughs) come to mind and maybe i I blocked it out somehow (laughs) Um, i i'd say some of the most challenging you know, shows are probably where you just either you're sick. That can be really challenging with like a really sore throat. Yeah. Or uh, or where you just can't hear. Mm. Um, because that's kind of the whole the whole thing is being able to. You know, that's the whole 
point, I guess, is of music is being able to hear it. Sure, right. And if you know, if for some reason there's a technical challenge or something, those are probably the hardest shows where you just can't hear anything. Yeah, for sure. Thankfully, well, that's rare. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for uh, being a guest this week. I'm glad we finally got to work it out and uh, that I get to play a little bit of your music here for for listeners today. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and, and I look forward to seeing what other great things are happening for you in the future. But congratulations on so many levels. It just seems like uh, things are going well for you in your life. And uh, thanks for being one of the voices in my head this week. Hey, it's my pleasure, Rick. Thanks for having me. You wipe the lipstick from your mouth. Took your mama's diamond earrings out. Laid your dress out on the bed. Laid your head on my chest. Remember we said we were gonna live forever We were paint over the writing on the wall We chase that sunset till we're blind And wake up to find We are only human after all We are only human If I'd known that it would end I would have paid a little more attention Memorized every look and touch Every fragment of us Remember we said we were gonna live for We were paying over the riding on the wall We chased that sunset till we're blind And wake up to find We are only human after all We are only human after all Like our dreams, like our lives Remember we said we were gonna live forever We would paint over the writing on the wall We chase that sunset till we're blind And wake up to find 
Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace who raised Christ from the dead strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.